This week on Savvy Citizen, we're sitting down with Brandy Prophet, founder of Buddy Break at First Assembly of God in Gastonia. This uh, free program, which is actually part of Nathaniel's Hope, which is a larger organization, pairs children with special needs with a buddy that cares for that child one Saturday a month. Brandy says families of children with special needs are just very underserved in Gaston County and the surrounding area. Actually, the nearest Buddy Break program other than Gaston County is in Greensboro. So um, this is just very important to our region. Enjoy the show. Did you know Savvy Citizen now has a live music series? Check out the monthly episodes of Savvy Sounds, where we bring you original music and interviews with musicians from in and around Gaston County. View it on demand on the Gaston County Government YouTube page. Just search for the Savvy Sounds playlist. Welcome back to uh, another episode of Savvy Citizen. Today, we have a co-host with us, Janet. It's been a long time. Yeah, I'm it back. has. <laughs> and I don't think you and I really get to co-host a lot. That's true. So, yeah. That's true. And nor am I usually the one introing this. So um, <laughs> hopefully I don't screw anything up. But today we have uh, a special guest, Brandy Prophet. That is how you say it, right? Yes, sir. And you are the founder of uh, Gaston County's Buddy Break. I know that's part of a sort of a larger organization. We'll talk about that some more. But um, you started the idea here, Buddy Break in Gaston County. I did. Walk us through what Buddy Break is and um, what it does in the Gaston County community, but also uh, its broader, um, I guess, organization. Okay. So Buddy Break, it is a respite program that's provided for kids with special needs and their families. Uh, The main premise for Buddy Break is to make sure that the parents get a break from their duties um, of taking care of the kids, as well as these kids are celebrated and loved on and and made to feel accepted um, and have fun. So it is actually a part of an organization named Nathaniel's Hope. Uh, They are based out of Florida and owned by Tim and Marie Cook, who sadly lost their son at four and a half years old, um, Nathaniel. Uh, But they refer to the kids in the program as their VIPs. And the reason they say that is because we recognize that every one of these kids, their lives have both value and incredible purpose. So in Gaston County, um, Buddy Break was started last August uh, with about four kids and six volunteers. So we've been operating for a little over a year now um, and we're growing. We now have around 18 to 20 kids Um, each month and then about 30 volunteers that rotate through Uh, we meet one saturday a month for from 9 30 to 12 30 and the parents will actually just drop the kids off with us they're each paired up with a buddy and then we do stories with them games with them crafts just anything you can imagine just to make these kids feel loved that's basically the gist of it we meet one saturday a month Uh, It's typically the second Saturday of every month, except for around Christmas. We have to switch it up a little bit. But uh, it's a fun time. I tell all of my buddies that once they meet these kids, that they'll bless their lives in ways that they can only imagine. Yeah, absolutely. That's incredible. It sounds like that's been probably a need everywhere, honestly. So I'm glad that we have it. So it's it's been a little over a year now that we've had it in Gaston County, right? Yes. And we're actually the only one within a three-hour drive of here. Oh, wow. So do you get a lot of need from other areas and a lot of people coming from other areas to Gaston to utilize this program? Yes. I have a few kids that actually uh, drive from Charlotte and then I have uh, one that comes from Clover. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yes. So talk a little bit about the need. Um, Obviously you 
you can kind of came up with this idea at least in uh, for Gaston County thought it w- would be something that would be of use here um you know is this something that that parents you know really need to utilize Yes, definitely. I mean, there's so much need in this community. Um, as you know, like we have several schools like Webb Street School that is strictly for kids with special needs. There's programs at different uh, elementary schools throughout the community called the SAC program that is for kids with special needs. Uh, a lot of these parents and as a parent myself of one of the VIPs, uh, the, there's not a lot of resources out here that these parents are made aware of. And these kids require a lot of time based on the severity of their disability. They require constant care, whether it may be from because they can't use the restroom on their own or they need to be fed by a tube or um, they can't speak. So they have communication devices. Um, my son is one that does use a communication device uh, to speak. But as, when my son was diagnosed at the age of five, I just started, me and my husband started researching and we saw that there's not a lot of well-known programs out here for them. Um, and it's a, a part of the community that is very underserved, um, I would say. So I reached out to my children's pastor at my church and I told him, I said, I want to create something that is a resource for these parents so that they can get time to go to the grocery store uh, without wondering if their kid's going to pull everything off the shelf or run away or anything like that. Um, I just want to make them feel loved and accepted and show them that they can come to church and that there are people there that will help them through this time. So, and it sounds like, so right now this is um, one Saturday a month you offer this. Is there any intention to maybe scale it up in the future or... um, Maybe expand it to a different area. Or you said it came, it's based out of Florida, right? The main organization's based out of Florida, and they, Nathaniel's Hope actually partners with uh, churches all across the area. Okay. Um, I would love to expand it in the area. My hope is to continue getting more uh, volunteer buddies mm-hmm. as well as more kids so that we can maybe double this within the next yeah. year. Yeah. I mean, I could very much see. Um, you know, I mean, just with any of us getting across town, depending on our job and our livelihood, it might be more difficult to travel 30 miles instead of uh, five miles. Um, so I, I feel like, and obviously you can see it too, but yeah, I, I, I very much could see this being something implemented in Charlotte, um, you know, with or without your help. But yeah, I mean, obviously the need is out there and um, it yeah. is. Yeah. um, And the big thing is, is like, especially with like autism, if you research that, there's one out of every 44 kids now is actually being diagnosed as autistic. And uh, with that being a spectrum disorder, it's very wide and vast. So you never know. These kids may be to where they they seem like the normal child, neurotypical child, um, but it's more of a hidden disability. Or they may be severe where they do the rocking and the stemming and the um, can't speak completely um and that it just depends on the severity of their disease uh or their disability um i know like with my with my son a lot of times you have to uh make sure that you're watching um them at all times because a lot of these kids are different from neurotypical kids they have that elopement risk so and what like as neurotypical kids get older there's less need for them for you to take care of them and help them do stuff they become independent these kids require a lot more assistance um, than what people can imagine um, they typically a lot of these kids end up with guardians um, guardianship that the parents have to get and they they require like 
minute by minute, hour by hour care, um, dependent on what they have. Um, but we typically have kids anywhere from ADHD, autistic, autism. Um, I've had one that's got a oppositional defiant disorder. So just a vast range. And it's so wide in this community um, that you, you couldn't, you can't even imagine how many kids are out there. So in speaking to that, it sounds like it's, it's, one on one, so it's not like a typical care program where you have several people in one classroom or that kind of setting. It's about it's literally a buddy. Every person gets a buddy, right? So yes. you're sure that that care they're being paid attention to for the whole time they're there. They have that one on one attention, right? They sure do. Um, each child is paired up with one person. Um, if I have enough volunteers that month, then I do try to do two people, um, dependent on the child, the severity of the child's disability. Um, but yeah, they do have one-on-one care uh, there. Uh, we have forms on each child. So when the buddy comes in that morning, they are able to look at the forms, learn about what the child likes, what they dislike, what they can eat, uh, what their bathroom skills are like, their motor skills. And so they're supposed to be there early so they can study and be an expert on their buddy That's for great. that day. That's awesome. Um, do you have, so you have a um, plenty of volunteers right now or do you need more are you always looking for more always looking for more yeah, yeah. Um, because of course the ones I have right now they can't come every month mm-hmm. um, and I try to keep as much structure with these kids because they're so used to routine um, so if they have one buddy one month it's I try to typically give them the same buddy every month mm-hmm. um, so we're always looking for more kids always looking for more volunteers um, our volunteers do have to go through um, a, a slight application process that they have to fill out um, if they're under the age of 18 they just fill that out have to provide references but if they're over the age of 18 they have to pass a background check as well and then all of our buddies are trained as well cool that's that's awesome so those listening, uh, if you know someone, not only someone who could benefit from the program as a participant, but also those who may feel called to be a volunteer. Sounds like you, you're looking for more folks to get involved and participate, but also those who can uh, be a buddy and interact. Yeah, definitely. If they want to contact me, if anybody wants to volunteer, if anybody wants to know how to set their uh, sign their child up for it, I do have an email address that I monitor daily. It's all lowercase letters, buddybreak at gastoniafirst.org. So um, I, we may not have noted it on the podcast yet, but uh, talk about where uh, Buddy Break is based here and um, like how they, you know, where, where it's near, because I think it's First Assembly, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So um, what particular part of the building and that sort of thing so they're we, visiting? So we're, uh, we are part of uh, First Assembly of God in Gastonia on Myrtle School Road. Uh, we meet in their educational building. So when you pull in their parking lot, if you go down the hill, there's a huge flagpole and we're in that building that's right there. It used to be First Assembly Christian Academy. Right. Okay. Gotcha. I feel like this sounds very similar to um, whenever I was in middle school, um, and this would have been in Dallas, but um, we had the guidance counselor there. Her name was Miss um, Miller or Beth Miller. Um, she's actually moved on to Charlotte McNeil, but she started a something called Peer Helpers where students that she knew through whatever, um, those who just seemed like, you know, uh, I guess leaders um, would interact with uh, the folks in the EC classes and help them with homework. Um, and so that not only if they were having trouble with stuff, we were helping them, but also it 
I mean, I honestly just remember having conversations. That's, that's what I remember the most of. So, um, like you had sort of mentioned where there's this, like the misbehavior aspect where the parents are kind of having to always correct that. And they're also having to go about their normal, you know, adult duties, like going to the grocery store or getting an oil change. Like I feel like at school, this was a, a almost like a different way to enrich, you know, them um, while they're at school, interact with people that they may not, you know, typically interact with so yeah and to, and to also enrich the lives of the volunteers and, exactly. and peers in that case yeah Definitely. so what what would make a good um buddy what what do you look for in someone to make sure they would be a good buddy i mean i guess the mo- the biggest thing is just make sure that you have a big heart mm-hmm. um and an open mind um because you just never know with these kids what their mood's going to be that day or um where they're coming from um, a lot of these kids come from broken homes um because typically uh, there is a higher divorce rate in parents of special needs kids. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, wow. because of all the stress yeah. that's on there because of getting the kid to therapies and mm-hmm. and taking care, like learning how to change their tubes and clean them, clean the stuff. Um, it can be a lot of stress. So just, I mean, buddy wise, just have a loving heart and an open mind and be ready to to touch them um, and just play with them and be real with them. Right. Yeah. How long would you say that it takes to go through the, I guess, the training process of being a buddy? Uh, Typically, our training sessions are two hours at most. Um, We sit down face-to-face and talk with you about um, what kind of kids that you might see, like some of the things that you might encounter, uh, how to work and give you some tips and tricks with them. Um, And also, like with me, I've become an expert on some of the kids that I have, and I typically try to before a kid comes in, I study them myself and try to learn all about them so that I can incorporate items that they like in there and continually grow the the program. But I mean, just our they come sit down with us. A lot of times we'll have something like a snack or something for them. And then we just kind of talk and teach you how to work with these kids. Cool. One other question, uh, kind of going off the sheet here. Did I hear you correctly? You said autism is sort of it's because the, the autism rate is increasing of those it, diagnosed. It is. Is there, do you happen to know or, you know, why that seems to be happening? Are they saying? There's typical, I mean, there's numerous reasons why they've been saying that there's kids are becoming more diagnosed. I know, I think with me, it's more so that uh, we're more versed in how to detect it now than we were in the past. Gotcha. Um, but there's numerous reasons behind why they say kids are autistic now. It's just nothing's been proven. Yeah. And it sounds like there hasn't historically been a lot of programs because if you're not getting the diagnoses, it it would be hard to um, justify all these programs. But I heard about, you may be aware of this, actually. Um, I heard that like Sandals Resorts and some of the resorts now will offer um, some kind of like day school or something for um, mm-hmm. maybe children with autism or something like that to kind of help parents who are on vacation who might need a little bit of break. And I think that's really interesting. So I haven't heard yeah. of that before. And maybe that's something new. Do you know? I, th- I think it's something new, but I mean, a lot of stu- a lot of places are starting to get more on the bandwagon with nice. providing services. I know there's like actually a, I think part of the cruise industry as well has a oh. uh, autism on the seas um, oh, wow. cruise. So I think that's pretty cool as well. Um, 
because like I said, they are underserved. These people are. Yeah. I mean, like a vacation. These parents, they don't get a vacation. Right. Right. A lot of times because their vacation is still taking care of their child. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of them tend to stay home. A lot of them won't go to church because they're scared of of what m- may happen with their child there. But I, I just want everybody to know, too, that like at our church. The, these people are trained. They they know how to work with these kids and your child will be safe with us. Yeah. That's amazing. And hopefully, you know, with the trend of, of people actually getting the right diagnosis for these things more and more, hopefully the world will become a more friendly place to these right. types of things. So, um, yeah, some good there. It definitely. Is. Yeah. My uh, my brother-in-law suffers from muscular dystrophy. And so he has a pretty severe case. He's now 34. Um, but I can very much attest to the fact that, you know, my in-laws don't really get much vacation or really relaxation time. Now, because it's muscular dystrophy, um, or actually it's myotonic dystrophy, so I'll correct that. Um, slightly different, but um, he's he's slower. So, like, he doesn't, it's, he's not necessarily all ramped up all the time and, like, he's jumping off the walls, but um, obviously, like, there's still very intensive care there. So, um, yeah, I can very much attest to the need of that. And they... Um, you know, I don't remember the last time they were out of town. They may have done a weekend trip or something, but obviously there's a need there. So it is. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, we've actually had uh, based off of this program, some of the parents have actually been able to come to church and and um, worship with us, especially at Easter and stuff, because we do an Easter egg hunt for the kids oh, around cool. that time. Um, we try to do a lot of themed events. Um, we'll do cr- something around Christmas and then we do like 4th of July. We're connecting a lot um, with the community and trying to get our name out there more since we are the closest ones for, other than Greensboro. Yeah. So. Oh, so that's Greensboro is the next closest one. Wow. Yes. And that's about what, two and a half hours away? Yeah. Wow. So we, we get a lot, um, a lot of exposure through our buddies um, and we're starting to make it into the schools a lot more um, as far as like getting out there to counselors. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a uh, somebody from, I believe it was Forest View, actually take uh, the flyers and distribute it to all the counselors, both elementary and, and uh, high school. Because a lot of our volunteers do come from the high schools. Um, I have Highland Tech, I have Forest View, bif- different things like that. Um, and they can actually get uh, uh, volunteer hours if they're in beta club or anything like that with them. So I have the forms that I can provide for them if they're wanting to do that. So is there any type of cost associated for this program? No, it's completely free. That's great. That's wonderful. Good note. Yeah. <laughs> Probably should have asked that earlier, actually. <laughs> Even better, honestly. Um, so that's good. So if, if parents do want to sign up, if they email you, you said? If, okay. Yeah, they email me at buddybreak at gastoniafirst.org. Um, I can get them all the information over. It is a quick form that they have to fill out um, about their child, but it's a one-time thing. So once they fill that out for me, um, what I do is if the event's coming up, usually about two weeks um, prior to the event, I will contact the parents and say, hey, I've got a spot available. Do you want to register them for the December event or whatever month it may be? Um, and then they'll have that at that point. Because um, a lot of it's based off of how many buddies I have as to how many kids I can take. Right. Um, so a lot of times I have a wait list um, because oh, wow. I don't have enough uh, buddies coming in. Yeah. So you and, and like 
I know you have more, you have a lot of volunteers, like more kids or, or more than the amount of kids that you have, but obviously it's a pool. So they're not always going to be available. Exactly. That's why yeah. it's important to okay. have the bigger, bigger uh, pool of volunteers. Right. Because a lot of them like traveling around this time of year and different things. Um, I try to be kind of respectful of, of their time with their kids and stuff that they have to have. Um, I actually have one volunteer that brings her son with with her sometimes um and it's been really cool to see him interact with with the children as well oh that's great nice is there anything we didn't ask about that you'd like to touch on i mean i can't think of anything i think we pretty much touched on it um it's just a growing need and we we would love to have people i mean i would we'd love to get more people into this and and more exposure to these kids and being able to love on them yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, this is a wonderful program that you're providing and definitely such a need. So thank you for all you do for our community. Oh, well, we really appreciate much. you. Yeah, it's really, it's really special. Um, and thank you. Thank you for coming on the podcast to talk about it. Um, again, uh, Brandy Prophet with uh, Buddy Break of uh, Gaston County. Um, and they're always looking for volunteers. And of course, um, for the kids, the VIP kids who want to uh, be involved, it is free of charge. So uh, go ahead and send her an email if you're interested. So. Thank you for being on. Thank you. Thank you. All right. We'll see you later. Thanks. Do you have a young reader? Do they love animals? Then join us at the Gaston County Animal Shelter for our monthly Tales for Tales program. This happens usually one Saturday a month from 10 to 11 a.m. Children can bring books from home or borrow one at the shelter and practice reading to a shelter dog or cat. The program builds your child's confidence and enriches the life of a shelter pet. No reservations are needed. For more information, check out the Gaston County Animal Shelter page at the GastonGov.com website. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Savvy Citizen Podcast. It's produced by the Gaston County Communications Office with hosts Janet Schaefer, D'Andrea Bradley, Elizabeth McGee, and Adam Gobb. Joshua Braswell serves as executive producer, and Gavin Stewart serves as field reporter and producer. Please like us and share reviews on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, and anywhere you get your podcasts. Coming up on next week's show, we'll be providing some updates for a project happening at Rankin Lake. Check it out.